0: Hey, it's Aaron. And I'm Sarah. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit.
1: Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hi, friends. Let's just get all the plugging out of the way up front. Doing some plugging. We, we need you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 31 Nights of Scary Shit. We need you to go look at the blog 31 nights of scary shit.com. We need you to donate to the Venmo or the buy me a coffee. Our Venmo is at podcast 31 nights and the buy me a coffee is linked in the show notes. Um, that's all the things, right? That's all the things. Yeah. Oh, Joe and I are monthly membership. It's $5 a month. You'll get free bonus content. We just recorded another bonus episode today. So make sure you do that friends. And, uh, yeah, so now we're going to get into whatever, now that that's out of the way, we can get into the actual meat of the episode. Yes. So, like we said last week, we are doing Celebrity Involved Murders, the month of April. Yeah. Aaron's going to kick it off, and, uh, yeah, we're excited to bring you some celebrity things.
0: So, yeah, what are we going to talk about today, Aaron? So, in 1958,
1: the year of my parents' birth.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, Lana Turner, who was one of my favorite actresses. um, Her boyfriend, who was a bodyguard to a mobster named Mickey Cohen, was killed in Lana's home. Um, So I'm going to talk about...
1: And, f- and for reference, I have no frame of reference for this story at all.
0: Okay, so this is
1: all brand new to me. Oh, cool! So
0: I broke <laughs> yeah. this into three things. I'm going to talk about, um, you know, a little bit how Lana Turner rose to fame. Like, I don't even know who that is. Oh, well, when you look up pictures, like, I'm sure who you'll. Is she?
1: What was she in?
0: Postman always rings twice. I have no idea. Imitation of Life.
1: Um, She's Lana in a lot of movies. Turner. Bad and the Beautiful. Obviously, was... pre-1950. Well, um, she she beca-
0: she started to become pretty popular in the late 40s, early 50s, and, and well into the 60s, too. Huh. Intriguing. So I broke it into pretty much three areas. Her background, rise to stardom, um, the murder. Well, I don't even know if you'd call it a murder.
1: I've literally never... Sorry, I'm still stuck on the fact that I literally have no further reference for who this woman is. Um... Okay, sorry. She's really pretty.
0: Oh She's she very, go- very, very pretty. Gorgeous. Um background the killing of Johnny Stampinato, who's her boyfriend, and then um Cheryl Crane, her daughter. Uh, I'm gonna talk about her as well. So just a reference point. I love Lana Turner as an actress. Um I didn't know a whole lot about the details of, of the story. And really until I started looking at it, I knew that there was a killing and that it was scandalous and whatnot, but her whole life was pretty, was always kind of filled with juicy details. Um, she had a lot of husbands. She married one of them twice. So she had actually eight marriages, seven husbands. Um, but just really a phenomenal actress. I mean, I can't say that enough, but, um, So I'm just going to start out with her background and rise to stardom. So she was born Julia Jean Mildred Francis Turner. It's a lot of names. Yeah. Eventually, her name for showbiz purposes was changed to Lana. So she was born on February 8th, 1921 in Wallace, Idaho. Lana's father worked in the mines and was a talented singer. And her mother would model clothing at Elks Club fashion shows. By most accounts, Lana enjoyed a happy early childhood with her parents, and she gained a love of singing, dancing, and performing just like her parents. Unfortunately, her father, Virgil Turner, was also a con man and sometimes bootlegger. One of his talents was card playing, and he relied upon it in times of financial struggles. He was beaten to death after a card game gone wrong when Lana was nine, and his murder was never solved. That was something I did not know. So pretty traumatic early life for her. Lana and her mother eventually moved to Hollywood in search of greater opportunities. In 1936, at age 16, Turner skipped class to have a Coke at the Top Hat Malt Shop across from her school, which was Hollywood High School. Um, She caught the eye of William Wilkerson, who was the publisher of the then Hollywood Reporter, and he asked Lana if she wanted to be in pictures. Her reply, I don't know. I'll have to ask my mother. Lana's film debut was in the 1937 film They Won't Forget. Her role was small, but she made a big impact. She played a teenager who was the catalyst for a murder. A quote from The Hollywood Reporter had this to say about Lana at the time. Short on playing time is the role of the murdered schoolgirl, but as played by Lana Turner, it is worthy of more than passing note. This young lady has vivid beauty, personality, and charm. Because of the form-fitting top she wore in the film, she earned the nickname of the sweater girl. Gag. That's where that term comes from.
1: So, I've also never heard that term before. What does uh, that mean?
0: In that time, um, actresses like her, Jane Mansfield and um, Jane Turner, we're wearing a form-fitting top. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Like so, Marilyn
0: Monroe. Yeah. Um, Her daughter hated this nickname, too, which would make sense. So I also mentioned Jane Mansfield and Jane Russell also became known as Sweater Girls. Turner never really thought that the movie role would turn into a career. However, throughout the late 30s and into the 40s, she worked steadily and her earnings continued to increase. Turner's first husband was band leader Artie Shaw. She and Shaw eloped after their first date in 1940.
1: Responsible. Because that
0: was a good plan. The marriage lasted four months after the split sounds about right yeah after the split turner found out that she was pregnant how do you think that turned out abortion upon the guidance of most likely orders of shaw her agent and louis b mayer the co-founder of mgm she had an abortion
1: yeah that's the other thing i love about people Mm -hmm. trying to get rid of an abortion is most of the people taking advantage of it are the ones spouting that it's immoral absolutely
0: Men. Turner's second marriage was to Steve Crane, who is the father of Cheryl Crane, Turner's only child. The marriage also took place in Las Vegas, but had to be redone, because as it turns out, Crane failed to tell her that he wasn't yet divorced from his first wife, so they Mm. had to have it annulled. They split up for a time, and then Turner discovered she was pregnant with their daughter, Cheryl. The couple got remarried and then divorced for good in 1943. Lana was rumored to have had an ongoing affair with Clark Gable. Clark Gable's wife, Carol Lombard, I didn't know this, died in a plane crash. The gossip was that Lombard chose to take the fatal flight instead of a safer flight that would have taken longer because she was anxious to get home to Gable. They had supposedly fought about his affair with Turner the night before. By the way, they both vehemently denied they were ever involved. I'm not sure if they were, but neither one of them ever, you know, said that they were. So it might have just really all been gossip. Yeah. Turner, as I said, had eight marriages, but the love of her life, or the one that got away, was supposedly the actor Tyrone Power. She and Power began an affair in the late 40s. In 1947, she learned she was pregnant again and had an abortion. A year later, Power left his wife, but also broke it off with Turner, and married another actress named Linda Christian, with whom he was also having an affair. So he also sounds like an asshole to me. Mm -hmm. By the way, he died of a heart attack at just 44 years old. Yeah. Despite the turbulence in her personal life, Turner's movie career was thriving. One of her most notable roles was the 1946 film The Postman Always Rings Twice. She plays a woman married to a much older man who falls in love with someone else and plots to kill her husband. Nice. I've never seen that one, but it is considered one of the all-time great film noirs. Uh, One of my all-time favorite movies, The Bad and the Beautiful... Turner plays an alcoholic washed-up actress who has a career resurrection. Her character's love life is also a mess. And the other notable films are Peyton Place, for which she was nominated for her only Oscar, and Imitation of Life, which is one of the all-time greatest tearjerkers.
1: Peyton Place sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. In
0: both films, Turner plays a single mother who struggles to navigate complicated relationships with teenage daughters. Both of these films, in some ways, seem to mirror Turner's personal life and the dynamics she had with her own daughter, Cheryl Crane. Cheryl admitted that the film Imitation of Life was very difficult to watch. Turner had initially turned down the role because she feared it mirrored her own life too closely. Hmm. However, she was in debt to MGM and drowning in legal fees, so she took the role, which earned her roughly $2 million.
1: Nice in the midst of these in, in oldie time yeah, uh-huh. money, which is a lot
0: more money now so that movie i think there's like three versions of it and when i tell you i'm not a crier when it comes to movies that movie i don't know anyone who could watch it and not ball their eyes out at the end it's just it's just wow. it, it is quite a tearjerker anybody who's seen it knows exactly what <sighs> i mean it's just uh, gut-wrenching Hmm. Um, in the midst of these remarkable film performances, Turner became involved with Johnny Stampanato, who was a bodyguard to mobster Mickey Cohen. She'd been married four times before becoming involved with Stampanato. Supposedly, he pursued Lana vehemently before she agreed to go out with him. Now, this is some shady stuff. Lana began receiving phone calls and flowers from a man named John Steele. She was caught up in a whirlwind, but after a few months of dating, she learned John Steele's real identity, so he lied. He was the bodyguard of mobster Mickey Cohen.
1: Oh, John
0: Stampinato. Ugh. He was extremely jealous. You'll love this. And even pointed a gun at Sean Connery when he co-starred with Turner in Another Time, Another Place. Connery oh. took the gun from him, kicked his ass, and forced him off the set. Nice. Which I find hilarious, because I'm picturing the Saturday Night Live version of Sean Connery. <laughs> Have you, ever wa- have you ever
1: watched Saturday Night Live where they do Sean Connery? I, I don't watch SNL. Okay. <laughs> like, at all. Like, maybe I've seen maybe a handful of episodes. I'm
0: just picturing the actor that that makes fun of him on Saturday Night Live doing it, so. Mm. Um, when Turner attempted to end the relationship, Stompanato became very abusive and basically told her, if you leave me, you die, and so does your family.
1: Wow. So he was
0: a pretty scary dude, apparently.
1: Sounds like it.
0: On April 4th, 1958... So the anniversary is tomorrow. Police were called to Lana Turner's home on North Bedford Drive in Beverly Hills, California. Turner's gangster boyfriend, Johnny Stompanato, lay dead on the floor of an upstairs bedroom. Stompanato, as I said, was an associate of uh, mobster Mickey Cohen. Turner's 14-year-old daughter, Sho Crane, confessed to stabbing Stompanato. Cheryl was Turner's daughter from her marriage to restaurateur Stephen Crane. Cheryl allegedly stabbed Stampinato to protect her mother from Stampinato's homicidal rage. Stompanato had been furious that Turner refused to take him to the 1958 Academy Awards. When he showed up at Turner's home on the night of April 4th, he was alternately abusive and pleading. A week later, Turner recounted what happened that night at an, at an inquest. Turner explained that Stampinata was hyper-possessive and would fly into violent rages. Two of them were involved in a running argument that had stemmed from a trip to London where Turner was working on a film project. Turner alleged that Johnny held a razor to her face and threatened to disfigure her. He said he would, quote, Cut her just a little now to give you a taste of it. Turner stated that on the night of the killing, she had warned her daughter that things were going to get ugly because she was planning to break it off with Johnny. Turner told Cheryl... Uh, or, I'm sorry, Turner stated that when she broke the news to Johnny, he grabbed her arms and started shaking her and cursing. He stated, if I, if I say jump, you jump. If I say hop, you hop. Once again, he threatened to cut Turner's face or cripple her. He also threatened to kill Cheryl and um, Lana's mother. Wow. As Turner tells it, she directed Cheryl to leave the room and not listen to the argument. So Cheryl went to her room to work on a book report. The argument continued, and Turner stated to Stompanato, don't ever touch me again, I'm absolutely finished. This is the end, and I want you to get out. However, Cheryl overheard Stompanato threatening her mother, so she retrieved a knife from the kitchen and made her way to where her mother and Stompanato were arguing. As Turner attempted to exit the room, Stompanato was following behind her. Cheryl entered the bedroom, and supposedly mistaking a clothes hanger for a gun, plunged the knife into Stompanato's stomach. At first, Turner thought she had hit Johnny in the stomach. Turner claims to have never seen the blade that Cheryl used to stab Stompanato. After the 12-person coroner's jury heard Turner's account of what happened, they were satisfied that this was justifiable homicide. Not everyone was satisfied, though. Some of Stompanato's friends believe that Turner had actually killed Stompanato and had her daughter take the fall so that there would be leniency.
1: Why would she do that, though? I I don't know. I'm just saying what the gossip was. So, I don't, yeah, but I'm saying, like, why would that even be like a... Yeah, That seems so strange.
0: Yeah, I know. Outside of the courtroom, a friend of Stompanato's claimed, quote, that the girl was in love with him. There was jealousy between the mother and the daughter. Uh, yeah, nice. Well, it was one of his mob associates. Yeah. Supposedly, Betty Davis's daughter, whose initials are BD—I don't know, BD Hyman—had dredged up that particular rumor. Cheryl Crane read Hyman's book about Betty Davis's daughter and her mother's relationship, called *My Mother's Keeper*, and she was inspired to tell her story about the Stompanato killing. Crane claimed in her 1988 autobiography that Stompanato was sexually abusing her, and that her mother's fourth, fourth husband, Rex Turner, had also abused her. So what was life like as Lana Turner's daughter? So in the movie Imitation of Life, one of the greatest tearjurgers of all time, Lana plays a single mother and aspiring actress. The film takes us through about a decade of Turner's life with her daughter, Susan, played by Sandra Dee, and her on-again and off-again boyfriend, played by hunky John Gavin, who you know is Janet Lee's boyfriend in Psycho. Once Turner's character makes it big... It puts a strain on her relationship with her adolescent daughter. At one point, her daughter develops feelings for her mother's boyfriend. They are not reciprocated because Gavin's character is not a creepy pedophile. However, the relationship between the mother and daughter in the movie bears some similarities to Turner and Crane's. Crane struggled to obtain the attention that she needed from her mother. Turner was known for having turbulent affairs and was no stranger to scandal. After marrying Cheryl's father, a B-movie actor named Steve Crane, he revealed he had not divorce his first wife. Turner divorced him shortly after Cheryl's first birthday. Growing up, Crane described life with her parents as like being a princess in a tower, in other words, being loved at a distance. Turner sent Cheryl to the best private schools in LA and appeared to be a doting mother. But when Crane would try to get a hug from her mother, her mom would say, no, no, darling, not the hair, watch the lipstick. Cheryl was devoted to her mother, despite her mother's distant nature toward her. Turner had seven husbands in total. Her fourth husband was Tarzan actor Lex Barker. Cheryl claimed that Barker had molested her throughout their marriage. And when she told her mother in 1957, Turner allegedly put a gun to Barker's head while he was sleeping, intending to kill him, but then had a change of heart. She did end her marriage over the accusations. When Turner began dating Stomponato, Cheryl saw him as a friend at first. He allowed Cheryl to ride his horse, gave her a part-time job at one of his companies, and acted as a confidant.
1: Oh, well, that's not bad.
0: After Stompanato's killing was ruled a justifiable homicide, Cheryl became a ward of the state of California and at her request was released to the custody of her grandmother. After spending weeks in Juvenile Hall, she was checked into a Connecticut mental health hospital where she attempted suicide. She was sent to an all-girls boarding school that she escaped from in 1960 and was returned to in 1961. Cheryl returned to Los Angeles at age 18 and began abusing alcohol, prescription pills, and attempted suicide again. She eventually got on track when she began working as a hostess at her father's Stephen Crane's restaurant. She attended Cornell University's School of Hotel Management and eventually became her father's number two. In 1968, at a party at actor Wally Cox's house, Cheryl met her future wife, a model named Jocelyn Leroy. Lana was supportive of Cheryl and Jocelyn's relationship and considered Jocelyn like a second daughter. Cheryl and Jocelyn moved to Hawaii, where they both had successful careers in real estate. They eventually returned to California. In 1988, Crane published her memoir about Stompanato's death, Detour, a Hollywood story. In 1998, Cheryl was diagnosed with breast cancer and had a double mastectomy. Crane published a mystery novel in 2011 called The Bad Always Died Twice. Her detective is a Hollywood realtor to the stars whose mother is a legendary film star. Hmm. Despite her mother's distant nature, Cheryl still maintained a relationship with Lana, who passed away in 1995. All right, so that is the Wild. story of... Yeah, so it definitely was a thing and it definitely was a debate that some people... Thought that maybe Lana Turner had had her daughter
1: take I mean, the fall. Just, why would you do that, though? I mean, she doesn't seem like she would have done that. And I think that Cheryl, b- being
0: as transparent as she was about the other things in her life, would have just, 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 just come out and truth. said it. And yeah. she's never said anything like that. No. She,
1: Unless she really just wanted to protect her mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that was something they both went down saying.
0: I don't know. But, I mean, she, she doesn't seem... She doesn't seem to have a problem telling the truth. You know that's what I mean? That's a good point. That's you good know, point. she's she seems pretty... And they maintain a pretty decent relationship, so... Well,
1: that's good. Um, Yeah. Wild. Yeah, I wow, know. Well, what a way to start the month of April. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. wild. Well? Yeah. yeah, I... um, What else do you have in store this month there? Do you have any, I have any t- teasers? I have some ideas i have some ideas too i'm gonna go in a very different direction i'm gonna run a couple of those by you because I, I also want to make sure we're
0: not doing anything i, I kind of want to make sure i really don't think we're gonna do the same thing. No, no 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 but you know like how last time we had some pretty diverse things between us i want to you know what i mean yeah. i kind of want each to have kind of like their own direction their own their own flavor yeah. so It's going
1: to be murder centric for sure. Because this this one
0: was the star actually involved in it. So I was thinking of going in another direction of just someone who was connected to somebody involved in. All right. Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. Well, friends, make sure you follow all the things we said at the beginning of the episode and, uh, Yeah, just uh, make sure. I'm so distracted by Snap silently playing in the background. I know, me too. I've seen Um, this one. Anyway. Anyway, friends, we hope you're going to watch Snapped today on this Oxygen Sunday. Yes. And uh, just make sure to... uh, Stay spooky. Bye.